Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's another piece I'll trust you enjoy. Joined now by Senator Joni Ernst, recently reelected from the great state of Iowa. Congratulations, Senator. Welcome back. How are you? I am doing great, Hugh. Thank you so much. And now that that's in the rear view, I can uh, be here in Georgia and help out my friends uh, David Perdue and Kelly Leffler. I am glad to hear you were in Georgia today. My friend Ruth Marcus at the uh, Washington Post uh, tweeted at me, don't worry, it doesn't matter if it's 5150 Democrat or 5248 Republican. And I said, it makes a huge difference to the Senate Judiciary Committee, does it not? You better believe it. And I sit on the Judiciary Committee. I sit on the Armed Services Committee. There are so many important issues that it makes a difference. You know, the larger the majority we can keep in the United States Senate, the better off we will be. Now, Senator, back in 2001, George W. Bush nominated 11 judges in May of 2001 Democrats filibustered them all except for the Democrat. And and that was including the future Chief Justice Roberts. I expect a Republican-led Senate and a Republican-led Judiciary Committee not to be a complete brick wall, but to keep the most radical nominees from the bench. Do you expect it to go that way? I do. But again, let's stress to you, we have got to keep the majority. And so, yes, we are the firewall, that majority in the United States Senate, that majority on the Judiciary Committee. Of course, we want to properly vet any nominee that comes in front of us. But certainly, uh, if there are some radical, radical liberals, um, those uh, judicial activists, we absolutely must be able to stop them as they are coming through the Judiciary Committee and the nominations process. And we'll be able to properly do that as long as we have the majority. Now, when, a, when an elegant and smart lefty like Ruth Marcus, who is my friend, says, don't worry, Joe Manchin is going to be your firewall. He'll stop breaking the filibuster. And I saw Senator Manchin say he wouldn't vote to break the filibuster. Number one, I remember Jim Jeffords switching sides. I don't think anyone's going to do that. Mm -hmm. But I also remember, you know, the the ability to he will not stop judicial nominee. Joe Manchin's a party guy, isn't he? Yeah, he is. And as much as I adore Joe Manchin, I've worked on him, uh, worked with him on a number of different issues. Uh, He is still a Democrat. And Chuck Schumer. You know, uh, hate the thought of him becoming the majority leader, but he will wield even more power as a majority leader uh, should that happen. Um, But, you know, he controls the power and he's not going to give Joe Manchin what Joe Manchin wants if Joe is not toeing the line for Chuck Schumer. So, you know, we've got a, a conundrum here. We need to get the folks out in Georgia make sure that they are either early voting or absentee voting or going to the polls on January 5th and supporting David Perdue and Kelly Loeffler. They've been great partners in the United States Senate, worked with me on armed services issues, on agricultural policy issues, and they are all about Georgia through and through, and we need to keep them in the United States Senate. Let me play something, two things for you, Senator Ernst. Here's Chuck Schumer, cut number one. Now we take Georgia, and then we change the world. Now we take Georgia, and then we change America. 
And here is Raphael Warnick, cut number four. America, nobody can serve God and the military. I wanted to ask you about that, Senator, because you have been in the military a long time. I, I'm sure you've seen both Chuck Schumer and Raphael Warnick make those statements on TV. Yeah. How do you react to both of them? Well, first, let's, let's address um, Mr. Warnock uh, first. And I am greatly offended by that. I served my country in uniform for over 23 years. And I'll tell you, every single one of those days that I was in uniform, I was also striving to serve my creator, God. And so for him to tell me that because I served in uniform, I could not serve God, you know, is outrageous and offensive. And I hope that every service member here in the great state of Georgia, nine wonderful installations in the state of Georgia, I hope they understand what that man is saying. Um, first, the first cut you did with Chuck Schumer, I do believe that's when he was not wearing a mask in a large group of people. Um, when he said that you take Georgia, you can change America. Folks, we live in the greatest nation on the face of this planet. You know, can we always strive to do better? Of course we can. But what change is Chuck Schumer talking about? It's moving to the radical left. It is socialism, folks. Make no doubt about it. Now, um, Senator, we very can't quickly. Allow it. A lot of people want to play down Reverend Warnick's uh, you can't serve God in the military by saying uh, he meant you can't serve God in violence. That's not what he said. And, and this no. is not a religious test. It's a political no. evaluation of what he said. It absolutely is. And I tell you, there are the best men and women serving in the great branches of our military all around this world, and they are striving to keep peace. They are striving to serve God. It is not what Pastor Warnock was saying at all. Senator Ernst, congratulations. Great that you were back in the Senate for six years, and you're working in Georgia for David Perdue and Kelly Leffler. Great to have you on. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. I want to talk to you for a moment about a group I've done work with for years, ADF, the Alliance Defending Freedom. You've seen how your freedom is under attack? Go to townhallreview.com to find out how you can join Alliance Defending Freedom to help ensure the opponents of freedom don't dictate your future. That's townhallreview.com. If you enjoy your podcast, take a moment, tell a friend to subscribe today. This is Lon He Chen of the Hoover Institution for townhall.com. California Governor Gavin Newsom has repeatedly called on Californians to come together and make sacrifices to fight COVID-19. The request would have been better received if, at the same time, Governor Newsom wasn't off violating his own public health guidance by dining with a group of lobbyists at one of America's most posh restaurants, or sending his kids to a Sacramento private school in person while many California schools remain closed for in-person learning and millions of students slog their way through online classes. The problem with Newsom's hypocritical actions is that they undercut the very healthcare professionals and scientists whose advice he is asking Californians to follow. It makes those of us who live in California wonder who we can trust and what guidance we should be listening to. At a time when we need leadership and clarity, Newsom has given us hypocrisy and confusion. California's voters won't soon forget his shortcomings. I'm Lon He Chen. Publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu.